Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your ever humble host, Michael Boldea, and it's good to be with you again. All right, I'm going to adjust my microphone just a little but yes i have a microphone i know you're impressed that's okay you you're allowed to be impressed but uh what is it today is february the 15th the year of our lord 2024 uh we got a wee bit of snow uh last night it wasn't much uh but it was uh what they like to call a wintry mix so uh it was heavy on the shovel yeah you couldn't you couldn't really push a lot of it uh, off the driveway because it just got real heavy. And, you know, I'm, I'm a substantial fellow. Uh, I'm, I'm not what wide one might call a, a withering vine or anything like that. So uh, it was, it was heavy snow. Anyway, welcome to the program. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, some things we need to discuss that I think, uh, you might see in a different light once uh, we're done discussing it, because there is, as always, a lot going on. Um, but before we get into any of that, you know, all, all the existential crises that are going on in the world, uh, one of the world's most renowned theologians, a man who is a luminary and a visionary the likes we have not seen since Joel Osteen, perhaps. A man who every time he opens his mouth and utters a word, uh, the entire church stops in its tracks and, and, and listens to his wisdom. Uh, Rob Reiner, uh, also formerly known as Meathead, has uh, some advice for the Christian folk has some advice for those who follow Jesus. Because there's, there's nothing like the godly taking advice from the devil. That always works out well. So Rob Reiner, the man, the myth, the legend, the theologian in diaspora, if you will, uh, says that Politically active Christians are antithetical to the teachings of Christ. So what the esteemed gentle person, Rob Reiner, a.k.a. Meathead, is saying is that if you are a follower of Christ, shut up, pay your taxes, and... Don't be concerned with what's happening around you. Don't be concerned with the world uh, as it crumbles into dust. Hollywood Biden cheerleader Rob Meathead Reiner is once again pushing the left's Christian nationalism boogeyman, saying conservative Christians who are politically active are antithetical to the teachings of Jesus. Rob Reiner is a rotting carcass of a man who is a fool, among many things. But I promise you that the Beth Moore contingent of the church, 
are going to be all, yes, Rob, you're right. We should just sit by with our hands, uh, you know, firmly clasped in front of us and allow men in dresses to bounce our children on their laps as they're reading stories in a Christian church sanctuary. We should just, you know, hear no evil, see no evil, uh, speak no evil. We should just accept everybody and embrace everybody. Because the only thing that we as second-class citizens, being Christians, are good for is to pay our taxes, to go and work hard and give over half the stuff we earn to people that don't want to work because, hey, Jesus would, wouldn't he? Anytime one of these people brings up Jesus, anytime one of these hedonists, these, these, these absolute ruins of, of humanity, these individuals who have no morality, no decency, who have absolutely nothing to contribute to society other than its degradation, Anytime they open their mouth and they mention Jesus and they mention the followers of Jesus trying to tisk-tisk them, ignore them. They are fools. I'm, I'm about to have my Greta Thunberg moment. How dare you? You rotting corpse. How dare you insinuate that you know what Christians ought to be doing when what you're saying they ought to be doing is contrary to the Bible. The Bible doesn't say Christians shouldn't be politically active. Paul was a Roman citizen and he used the law. He used the Roman authorities to make his case. So don't, don't tell me we're supposed to be disengaged from it all. The problem that I have, the thing that I need to warn against, is seeing any man as savior, is seeing any man as someone that can heal the world and make it a better place, a la, you know, remember that song. Uh, no man can save it. But there are varying degrees of bad and worse. So, Mr. Meathead, as theologically savvy as you may be, know that you are a fool, sir. Rob Reiner, who remains one of President Jose Biden's, I don't even think that Hunter's going to vote for him. I promise you, if, if, if you offer Hunter an ounce of something and say, go vote for the guy that's running against your papa, he's going to go vote for the guy running against him. There's no honor among thieves. But somehow, just you wait, he's still going to get upwards of 100 million votes. He's going to win it by a hair, a cat's whisker, because people see his vision finally. When they're walking outside their door and they have to hopscotch over human feces, when they can't get into their building because there are tents, with people living inside them on the sidewalk, blocking their entry, every American citizen looks upon this tableau and says, I see your vision, Mr. Robinette Biden. I see that the utopia you envision 
requires a smidgen of sacrifice on our part. So what I'm going to do, because I believe in your vision so much, is I am going to give my home to the guy sleeping in the tent, and I'm going to go sleep in the tent in his stead. I've been privileged enough to work myself to the bone for 30, 40 years. You know what? I, I think I've had enough of privilege. Others should enjoy that privilege too. They're going to they're gonna wag this dog and they're going to gaslight this nation to the point that we don't know who's coming and who's going. I'm not kidding you, kids. It's going to get fun. Uh, we're going to get into Senor Majorcas. Uh, being the first uh, cabinet member to Im be impeached in nearly 150 years. And some people actually got excited about it. So uh, we're going to get back to Meathead, Allah, or a.k.a. Rob Reiner. But first, American Prophetic. We're going to get this over with because uh, it's going to slip my mind. I'm not going to say it. And when it happens, you're going to go, well, nobody saw this coming. I wonder why. Anyway, American Prophetic. Uh, the only way that the Senate follows through and impeaches Mallorcas is if between now and the vote, there is a devastating attack on American soil and they need a sacrificial lamb. You heard it here first. I know. I should go on the pink-haired ladies show and talk about riding unicorns in heaven. Or, or No, it's not unicorns. I apologize. I don't want to put words in people's mouths. It's, it's dinosaurs, riding dinosaurs in heaven. Anyway, uh, the only way this is going to get done, the only way they're going to impeach this man, even though he's horrible at his job. No, it's not a difference of policy. These people are actively allowing this nation to be invaded, and it's for a very specific purpose. If anyone who's not seeing that yet, God bless you, stay blind. What do you want me to say? But the only way they're going to truly impeach Mayorkas, the only way it's going to get through the Senate, is if we have a very nasty terrorist attack on American soil between now and the vote. Now, they're already gaslighting the American people, and the reason I didn't start out with this is because I don't think we should make anything of it. I don't think anything will come of it, because anytime ABC or NBC or CNN uh, gets a scoop, it's for a purpose. It's not because they have such intrepid reporters that in between their homosexual trysts, they actually find something worth reporting. It's not the case. So if somebody leaks something to ABC regarding a serious national security threat, uh, then it's just gaslighting. Uh, we're supposed to uh, approve another, what, 93 billion, 900 billion. Who cares anymore? Just, just keep writing checks. Everybody else is. I'm looking at people that are stone broke, that are still planning vacations three years out. And I'm like, how are you? We'll make it work. Okay, well, God bless you anyway. But since I know how responsible you are, don't come knocking on my door. That's all I'm going to say about that. 
So anyway, House Intel Chair Mike Turner warns of serious national security threats to the U.S. in a cryptic statement. Uh, hogwash. All hogwash, because what ABC came out and said was that it was an interstellar nuclear war with Russia. That's why we have to keep pumping money into Ukraine, because if what, $73 trillion hasn't done it yet, another $90 billion sure is gonna. Come on. Come on. Even, even the people that don't want to see it because they'd have to admit they're wrong are having to grudgingly say, yeah, this is kind of a money laundering scheme. Because that's what it has become. Now, I know I'm jumping from thing to thing, but it's, it's, it's all interconnected. All of this is interconnected because the purpose of this all is to, to, to pull the wool over the American people's eyes and, and have free reign for another four years to do what they want. That's it. This is why uh, Meathead's coming out of, uh, you know, his uh, spire up in the hills where he studies the word daily. And he comes down as if though he were Moses with the Ten Commandments, giving the people the message that Jesus needs them to hear, telling people what Jesus would do. Because Rob Reiner, if anyone in this world knows Jesus, it's Rob Reiner. People, please, don't, don't, don't allow these, these, these fools to gaslight you and, and just mock you to your face. All right, Rob Reiner knows as much about Jesus and the will of Jesus or the Bible as I do about thermodynamics. I know they exist. That's about it. So, this movement that they have here seems completely antithetical to the teachings of Jesus, Rob Reiner said. Jesus was about peace and love and helping thy neighbor. That's not what Jesus was about. Jesus was, Jesus was about people repenting and, and, and having eternal life, being reconciled to the Father. That whole thing about helping your neighbor and, and loving people and peace and love were, were tertiary. They were the byproducts of being a follower of Christ. But that's not what Jesus was about. Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace. I came to bring the sword. But what did Jesus know? Because Rob Reiner says, Jesus was about peace and love and helping thy neighbor and those left fortunate. I don't see Meathead opening up his mansion for, for uh, non-documented migrants, do I? I'll bet you if somebody tried to pitch a tent in front of Meathead's place, he'd call the cops in 30 seconds flat. And the cops still do what they do in rich neighborhoods. I mean, if he lives in the Hollywood Hills, you, you, you see a, a brown person that's not part of the help. You see a brown person that doesn't have a weed blower on his back or a weed whacker in his arm or she's not dressed in an apron. Coming to cook the lunch for the children's first thing they do is go to the phone and dial 911. So stop with this nonsense. Rob Reiner, of all people, telling Christians what Jesus would be like, what the nature of Christ is. 
that's the thing that gets under my skin, though. They, they give these kind of people airtime. And then you have the buffoons like, again, Beth Moore and the others. Do I need to list them? They're like, well, you know, he's got a point. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have a point. Rob Reiner is doing the exact same thing that the devil did when he took Jesus up top of the temple and go, oh, jump off, kid. It is written. <laughs> so if you, if you waste your time and energy listening to, to, to a rotting carcass like, like Rob Reiner, I maybe find another hobby and don't listen to me anymore. That's the only thing I got to say. So again, the, uh, Jesus was about peace and love and helping our neighbor and those less fortunate than ourselves. That is not what Jesus was about, but it goes. It, it shows what you know, Rob. It shows what you know of Jesus. And I thought that was something that we should all aspire to. Liar, liar, pantalones on fire. So to me, this movement is going totally opposite the teachings of Jesus, you couldn't care less. The only thing you're trying to do is score points with people that, that are like, well, should we, you know, should we be concerned that open homosexuals are teaching third graders that they're non-binary? Yes, we should. No, we shouldn't ignore it. And I'm, I'm, this week, at some point, when, when I get a little time and a little quiet, I'm, I'm going to film a video that is going to go up on uh, our Rumble account because we don't we don't post to youtube anymore because i don't i don't feel like trying to having to explain myself to anybody for what i say and youtube has become that place where you have to tell us what you meant i mean exactly what i said i'm not a politician i don't try to obfuscate if something's black it's black if it's white it's white so i don't i don't post things on youtube anymore they're on our rumble site and my brother Daniel said somebody wrote in a, a, a question whether Christians, if it comes to defending their homestead, if it comes to defending their wives or their children from, you know, murder, rape, and things of the kind, should, should we just sit idly by and watch it happen? And the answer, the short answer is no. You shouldn't sit idly by and watch it happen. That's ludicrous. Look, if the man is the head of his household and God is the head of the man and God protects his children from the enemy, if Jesus said that we're supposed to love, or, or actually Paul said, that we're supposed to love our wives as Christ loved the church, well, Christ gave his life for the church willingly. Look, any man that will stand by and, and, and twiddle his thumbs while things are happening to his family – I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not made of that sort of fabric. I'm not cut from that sort of, uh, you know, linen. It's not, it's not the cloth I'm cut from. God does not take issue with a man defending his home, defending his wife, and defending his children. You need to determine the difference between persecution, okay, which is one thing, and people coming to take your stuff or, you know, hurt your family. That's another thing. When it comes to persecution, the first thing we should do when persecution commences is flee because the primary church in Acts was the prototype for the church going forward. When persecution came, they fled. Some of them caught up and they endured to the end. Flee if you can, if not endure persecution. But 
some some schmuck comes to my home and kicks in my door, I'm supposed to stand by and watch him do what he wants to my wife and kids. One of us is seeing Jesus quickly. So let's not, this this hyper-religiosity, I appreciate the Amish for what they are, but I don't agree with that mindset. Well, perhaps it was the will of the Lord. Well, maybe it's the will of the Lord for you to be a man. And when somebody walks into your house with ill intent, you throat punch them. How about that? Maybe that's the will of the Lord. Maybe as they're sitting there trying to catch air, they realize the futility and error of their ways and they run away and repent. Maybe your fist in their larynx was the thing that turned them around. Huh? We, we, could, we could have hypothetical situations all day long. But the idea that you're not supposed to defend your family, your wife, and your children is ludicrous to me. I will not accept it. God will not require that of you. Sorry, not sorry. Anyway, back to Rob Reiner. I know, we started off on such a positive note, and now we're just all over the place. In his Newsweek interview, Reiner also blamed Christian nationalism for the January 6th riot on Capitol Hill. You know what? Here's the narrative. All right, there you go. Uh, If you're not a passive Christian, if you don't allow and accept everything everyone around you does, if you you voice an opinion, if you voice an objection, uh, then you're the problem to progress. You're the reason we cannot reach the heights of the utopia that Joe Robinette Biden envisions. So on the one hand, uh, Rob Reiner says that, that, that if you're going to be a Christian, be a sissy Christian. But if you're anything other than a sissy Christian, then you shouldn't exist. But but I thought you were all for peace and love and acceptance, Mr. Meathead. Huh? I, I, I see. The, the law for thee, but not for me. So Rob Reiner feels entitled to telling you as a Christian that you're a second-class citizen, that all you're good for is to go and pay your taxes and not have a word to say of how the nation is run. If you perchance... Wake up in the morning feeling frisky and you say, nope, I I don't like the way this is going. Then you should die. Thank you, Rob Reiner. Your theological prowess has been confirmed. Allow me to sip from my delicious beverage, which smells amazing. I, I went and I actually bought a cup because the Keurig that my brother Daniel bought is a test of patience. It takes, I don't know, 17 minutes for the whole thing to start and warm up and drip, drip, drip. It took me six minutes to go to the coffee shop, grab a coffee, and come back. So I saved myself 11 minutes, but also paid $4. So, you know, it's a give and take. Anyway, allow me to sip. We'll continue. The Christian nationalist movement, it says that it's my way or the highway and it'll resort to violence. What violence was there on January 6th? Now, I don't care where you land on this thing. 
But, but this, this is his assertion. It says that it's my way or the highway and will resort to violence if we don't get our way, which is what we saw happening on January 6th. Where was the violence? I saw a little old lady with a miniature American flag walking by, being led by the, by, by the Capitol Police, going this way, this way, this is where you should go. It's, it was like a tour. The only violence that took place was that a lady who stuck her head through a window got popped by a Secret Service guy. So the only violence that was perpetrated was by the Secret Service against a woman who, you know, snuck a peek through a window. So this this hyperbolic language of violence... Look, Mr. Reiner, at some point, unless... You go to eternity to your reward, you know, being spit-roasted by Lucifer himself within the next year or two. You will see true violence in this country. You will understand what the definition of violence is. Because things are coming to a head. It doesn't matter which way things are going to swing in November. Things are coming to a head. And these people are already trying to gaslight the, the, the public by saying, well, you should expect, you know, national security threats. They're everywhere. Look around. Well, who allowed all these national security threats to walk across the border unchecked? Hmm? Oh, that wasn't us. For the last three years, all, all we've allowed were priests and nuns and innocent people. Los inocentes, as uh, Nancy Pelosi would say. There has not been a criminal in the bunch, I'm sure. So it's only a matter of time before a wave of bloodshed and violence will sweep this nation where people won't feel safe going to the store, never mind to ball games or parades or anything else. Uh, What is it? Joel Osteen's so-called church just had a, an incident with an individual that identifies as a different gender than that which they were born. I know it's, you know what? We're just seeing things. We're seeing patterns because we're looking for patterns. Is that it? Is it though? <sighs> Police have identified the shooter who opened fire at Joel Osteen's Lakewood church uh, what was it they had uh, scrawled on their gun or free Palestine? It wasn't even a synagogue. This, this shows you the mental aptitude of these people. And to call Joe Olstein's church a church to think, eh. but now I may be wrong, but if I'm not, you get a twofer of American prophetic in one episode, which I mean, that's something. I'm looking within the next six weeks to two months uh, for Joel Osteen to come out in favor of some sort of uh, gun control. What you think? Huh? I, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling as though that's the pulse. I think that this is the perfect excuse for... Joel Osteen to come out and say, we, we don't need guns. 
Look what just almost happened. I was standing up there smiling, and somebody had the temerity to ruin my well-rehearsed speech. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking for, for more so-called evangelicals to come out in favor of gun control. Uh, and uh, any of the evangelicals that, that don't uh, will, will be considered by Rob Reiner as the, it's my way or the highway, and I'll resort to violence if we don't get our way. Even though, you know, constitutionally speaking, the Second Amendment is pretty clear. I don't care where you land on it. Look, I'll be honest with you. Other than a deer, that I hit on the highway when I was coming home with Gino from Indiana. And I don't know if that thing died. It, 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 it flew a little bit, but, you know, we, we got home with, with, the, with the front end of the car all, all jacked up. But other than that deer, I have never killed anything in my life. I'm not an avid hunter. I don't sit in a tree and freeze my, you know, took us off trying to shoot something with an arrow. I mean, if I was going to go hunt, it would be with a gun. I know it's not fair. Well, thank the Lord for opposable thumbs. Huh. So I wouldn't, I, if I went hunting, it wouldn't be bow hunting. I don't have that kind of patience. But I've never gone hunting. I've never killed anything. Yes, I own a couple handguns, and I own uh, a, a, another gun that a friend of mine gifted me. But I've only shot those like one time if that uh at, at a range so i'm not what one might call a big gun nut but i understand the need for the average citizen to be able to defend him or herself ever a nation is coerced into giving up its ability to defend itself, and I'm talking on the average citizen level, when tyranny attempts to raise its ugly head, when the Rob Reiners of the world attempt to gaslight an entire nation into submission, it won't matter that you voice your objection. You can't do anything about it anyway. What, what is it? Uh, Joe Biden said, we got the F-16, boys. We got the nuclear bombs. You want to stand against us? We're going to raise you. And he was talking to American citizens, which uh, either highlight the man's uh, very shaky mental status or uh, should be a concern to every American citizen because your own president just threatened you with nuclear holocaust. So I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not worried about the Russians. If the Russians haven't acted thus far, if they haven't gone on the offensive up to this point, it's going to take the West needling them to the point where they feel they have no other choice, or it's going to take the weakening of America to such an extent where it's just too tasty a bit to leave on the plate. So this entire nonsense of, of uh, serious national security threat, 
I'm sure it'll go away once, uh, you know, tens of billions of dollars make their way to uh, the Ukraine. If any of it went to the people of Ukraine, that would be one thing. But every single week, it, it, it's, it's like a pressure cooker that needs, needs a release valve once in a while. Every single week, there's something, some uh, official that's being fired or reprimanded for, uh, you know, uh, distributing funds unwisely. That means they bought a mansion somewhere with a beach and they didn't share the wealth with who they were supposed to. That's the translation. But are we still going to be on Rob Reiner? I don't, I don't want to. I, you know what? It's, just be aware, okay? When, when the godless come to you and insist that they know what Jesus would do, when they try to wag their finger in your face and go, you're not being Jesus-like, and when they say what Jesus would be like, it's the Jesus of that dumb Super Bowl commercial, where Jesus just washed feet. He walked around every day. He had a bucket. He had a bucket, and he had some soap, and he had a sponge, and he had a sign on his chest that said, free foot washing. That's all Jesus did. And there's Christians defending this nonsense. Well, what was so bad about that? Because there was no call to repentance, because there was no declaration that Jesus is the way, the truth of the life. There was just Jesus washing feet. That's not who Jesus is, at least not the Jesus of the Bible. Maybe Joel Osteen's Jesus is that. But let's stop with the nonsense. It was a fake, fraudulent, false Christ that they were presenting. Period. Jesus didn't go around from house to house washing people's feet. It was, it was a spiritual... I, I'm not even going to get into it. He washed the feet of his apostles before he was to go and be crucified. It was the night before. Now, it was also tradition back in the day because they were walking around in the dust with sandals on all the time. When they got to a place, they washed feet. And it surprised his apostles that, that, that the Lord would bow and wash their feet. But it, it has spiritual connotations. Uh, I can't. I can't. But this is, this is what Christianity has been reduced to in America. This is, this is what spirituality has been reduced to. A guy with a priest collar washing the feet of a homosexual, not even bothering to say, hey, you can still go to hell with clean feet. Huh? Nobody bothered to, to, to point that one out, huh? We deserve it, man. We, we so deserve it. Everything. We deserve Rob Reiner to lord over us and decide which gulag we get to go to because we're one of those Christians that says it's my way or the highway. You won't just shut up and pay your taxes and let your kids be molested by perverts. How dare you? How dare you resist tyranny? How dare you resist perverts and perversion that's not what jesus would do at least according to rob reiner so sick of this these people 
the gall of them, these people. And lukewarm Christians cheerleading them all the way. You're right, Rob. You're right. No, we don't need any of that. Tell us when the next, uh, you know, what is it? Cross-dressing story hour is. Drag queen story hour. We'll, we'll bring our little boy and he can sit on the man's lap or the lady's lap. I don't, how does she, it, I, it, uh, them identify? Honestly. There comes a point where you're like, all right, where's the meteor? If not the mushroom cloud, at least the meteor, something. I need something. Anyway. <sighs> and and th- I'm only mentioning this. I'm not going to read the story. But just so you understand how incestuous the political class and the big money donors in Washington are and and how they view you they have their club they have their 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 little niche and their only aspiration is to continue to control you to continue to bleed you of your hard-worn money or hard hard worked money some people don't work hard that's fine God bless you anyway or hard-earned but look former Clinton aide remember her the Roma Abedin uh, she was supposed to be the brain trust that would get Hillary into the White House. And and the closest she got her was like an outhouse. Uh, and, and they had pictures of her all depressed. She was married uh, to Weiner, Anthony Weiner. Remember him? It, it's surprising. That's the other thing. Because it's not as though these people go flaunting their perversions. But it's surprising the percentage of people in certain places of power that get exposed for being absolute perverts. Remember Jeffrey Tubin? He's back on CNN. If you don't know, Google it. But make sure your kids are not around. Well, Huma Abedin was married to Anthony Weiner, who, in his own right, pervert. Let's call it what it is. A sexual pervert. But now Huma Abedin is uh, dating the son of George Soros. So the question is this, how incestuous is Washington, D.C.? And when you start pulling on the threads, you see that a lot of the big-name reporters, you know, the ones at ABC that, that got leaked info that it was the Russians that were the national threat, <laughs> Uh, all of these people, they're married to Washington Insider. They're married to lobbyists. They're married to Congress people. They're married to aides. It's, it's just such a stew of incest and perversion that they, there's no saving it. You know how, how, how you start a dish and you get one thing wrong in the recipe, then the other thing wrong in the recipe, but you keep telling yourself that you're going to save it. So it, it, it goes from, I don't know, like uh, something that, that's very zesty with beef into like a very soupy soup. And you're like, I, too much water. What do I do now? And eventually you're like, yeah, I need to start fresh. That's what DC is. You can't save this. Your dog won't even eat it. It's that bad. 
You put in a bunch of lemon juice, then you try to put in sour cream on top, and the sour cream's all clotted on just, just floating bits. It's disgusting. Your dog looks at it and goes, I threw that up. Didn't I throw that up? That's what Washington, D.C. is. You can't save it. Everything interconnected and incestuous. And every time they want to nudge the people a certain way, they leak some very top secret information. Because honestly, some booger eater at ABC got the scoop that the Russians are going to use space nuclear weapons. Please, please grow up. This is all for a purpose. Now, what you are going to see, and I know see, this is the perfect time to stop and take a sip because everyone's on the edge of their seat. Or maybe not. I don't know. I'm assuming. Give me a second. Let me sip. This is actually quite tasty. What you are going to see uh, is, is uh, localized chaos is the best way I can put it. Uh, any, anytime they say, you know, somebody got stabbed in the street, somebody got shot, somebody got this or that, and, and they don't go on to tell you that they were a middle-aged white male, then you can assume uh, the nationality and the gender of the individual without a problem. What was it? The, the guy that was uh, flipping off the news reporters after getting arrested for beating up the police in New York uh, just got arrested for trying to rob a Macy's. So, you know, it, it, look, and there are exceptions. And I know, Brother Mike, no one's beyond saving. I get that. But some people don't want to be saved. Some individuals are so far gone that it's very difficult, near to impossible, to rehabilitate them. You have to want to be rehabilitated. You have to want to stop being a criminal and a succubus. Some of the people don't. This guy being one of them. So let's, let's just, let's be reasonable. Let us reason together, shall we? Because we're about to enter a season where you're going to miss laughing. You're going to look forward to, to, to these broadcasts every week, and all I'm going to be doing on here is just telling you dad jokes. Because everything that we've been talking about for the last four or five years is, is beginning to, 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 to be set into place. By the way, inflation, remember that? We stopped it. Guess we didn't. Look, hyperinflation is on the way in America. If you think it's bad now, give it a minute. Uh and and look, I, I, I ran across an article this morning that I thought was funny because, look, what can you do about it now? And this is the same discussion we're going to have if we're still here three years down the road. What can you do about it now? Investigators in Michigan visit dead voters still on the Michigan rolls. And these things... needed to be fixed before the last elections. Now that they are in power, do you think anyone is going to be 
rushing to fix them. It's in their favor. You don't shit yourself in the foot when you don't have to. Uh, Retail sales fall as inflation pushes Americans to spend more on food and less on cars and appliances. But I thought inflation was fixed. Remember that? (laughs) I can't. I can't. I can't. Some days you're just sitting there going, Lord, give me strength. Just one more day. Give me strength. And if I didn't have the girls and if they didn't make me smile every morning, uh, I don't know if I'd even pray that prayer anymore. Uh, what was it this morning? Uh, Melina, the little one, the six-year-old. Uh, she walks outside and she sees that there, there's been snow and she looks at me and she goes, I think that groundhog's a liar. There's no spring. I think he lied. Oh, honey, the groundhog didn't say anything. It, I, I, I think it's foolish people trying to look for meaning when where, where there isn't any. And that's a good lesson for a lot of the church. Because everybody's looking for meaning and, and everybody's looking for, for understanding beyond what's in front of their face. And you don't need to. It's there. I, I, I don't need to sit down and, and, and try to figure out what the, what, what, what the end results of the Super Bowl uh, numbers were. Like, what? Just open your eyes and look around you reasonably by any measure are things getting better no there you go now uh, just in case you thought i forgot about the church nay nay and i and i've gotten the email why do you talk about the failures of leadership in the church because you need to realize why judgment is coming Because I don't want anyone that's ever heard this program to scratch their head and go, well, did we really deserve it this bad? Yes. Yes. Yes, we did. Austin Stone Church fires head worship pastor Aaron Ivey after gay sexual misconduct. By the way, there's also stories of uh, Senor... uh, the, the the IHOP KFC guy, uh, uh, Mr. Mike Bickel or Bickel. Uh, uh, apparently now there are multiple minors accusing him of naughty things. And finally, finally, uh, the leadership or the now leadership of IHOP KFC is uh, disgusted by his predatory and abusive actions. They say. Those actions are sick. Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. I appreciate the input. You should probably get together with Rob Reiner and come up with something new. Huh? What you think? Uh, There's another one where uh, a church's Super Bowl commercial features a lot of poop, but we're not even going to get into that. Some lady was kicking the Bible off a stage. I know! Oh, revival is almost upon us. Hallelujah. The phoenix is rising out of where? Please, people, please get right with God. Cement your relationship as an individual with him. Grow in him daily. Learn to trust him more every day. 
We need to stop looking for these grand things, national revival. It's not coming because this is what is happening in churches. Austin Stone Church, a multi-site Southern Baptist mega church in Austin, Texas, has fired its lead worship pastor, Aaron Ivey, after he was discovered engaged in multiple instances of predatory homosexual misconduct, according to a statement from the elders. Well, at least they didn't cover it up for 20-some-odd years like they did with Bickle, huh? The church, which is home to Austin Stone Worship, announced that Ivy 45, who appeared on a panel for the ERLC on Faithful Husband, Strong Father. I can't. Hold on. Let me sip. I need more caffeine. He appeared on a panel on Faithful Husband, Strong Father, Embracing God's Design for Manhood and Marriage. It's just like the devil to flaunt it, isn't it? Ah, has been disqualified from ministry after it came to light that he engaged in inappropriate and explicit Ongoing text messages with an adult male. Hmm. Faithful husband, strong father. Indeed. Pursuant to the discovery, he was swiftly terminated in accordance with the clear biblical standards outlined in 1 Timothy 3 and 1 Timothy 5. Aaron Ivey is the husband of Jamie Ivey, an author, podcaster, and influencer. There's no such thing as an influencer. Stop. You're embarrassing yourself. Stop. They have four children, including three adopted ones. (sighs) The elders explain that since the initial discovery last week, we have uncovered multiple similar instances with different individuals dating back to 2011 that show a very clear pattern of predatory manipulation, sexual exploitation, and abuse of influence. Accordingly, three of the known instances involved adult male individuals. Um, But if the tree is bad, it can only produce bad fruit. A bad tree cannot produce good fruit. But I know he gets us. Look, there's a priest washing the feet of the homosexual man. We should do that. No, we should call them to repentance. But hey, that's too much to ask for, isn't it? However, one known instance in 2011 involved a minor male Outside our formal programming. So this, this, this guy was, was, was an uber perv. Due to these abhorrent instances, the church has provided a timeline lamenting and warning that we will not be surprised if more is, un- is uncovered. Uh, that means more is going to be uncovered. 2011, the first known instance which took place with a teenage male victim and continued over time involved inappropriate and explicit communications Indecent exposure and the use of alcohol and illegal substances. 2020 involved inappropriate and explicit ongoing texts with an adult male. 2021 
involved inappropriate and explicit behavior with an adult male, and so on and so forth. So uh, that's, that's certain church leaderships. They, they've managed to warm their way to positions of authority. And being as brazen as they are, having a seared conscience, he'll even go on a panel for faithful husbands and strong fathers. So I, I, I take back my befuddlement at how Rob Reiner can say the things he says, because he doesn't know Jesus. He's never read the Bible. He's just a gas bag that's trying to gaslight Christians. But this man was in leadership of a megachurch. He was the lead worship pastor. I know everybody's got a title nowadays. But still, this is what happens when there's no discernment among God's people. This is what happens when an entire generation poo-poos the idea of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is what happens when we read the Word of God and go, no, nope, he don't do that no more. Well, 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 welcome to new Christianity. How's it working out for you? Hmm? Not far from Texas. Uh, Stefan Furtick, or Stephen Furtick as he is known, says that whatever God is, you are too. Because why, why read the Bible when you can wear skinny jeans and spout nonsense for 30 minutes and become a millionaire? Stephen Furtick, or as I like to call him, Stefan Furtick, is the lead pastor of Elevation Church another former Southern Baptist associated, 25,000 people listen to this nun. He's got 25,000 members, multi-site campus, 17 locations. Oh, my. So he claims that whatever God is, you are too. Welcome to modern-day exegesis. I can't. All I know is that the Bible is clear. A, the soul that sins will die. And B, he who endures to the end shall be saved. The ministry of Jesus was not about washing feet. It was about saving souls. That we would dilute who Jesus is and make it seem as though all he ever did was rock around with a bucket, washing dirty feet, 
is shameful. Know the God you serve. Know that he is Lord. He is king. And know that he went to prepare a place for you. So that where he is, you might also be. Know that in the last days, there will be mockers. In the last days, there will be false prophets. In the last days, there will be false Christs. But you, but you, you know him. You know his voice. You know his will. You know his way. Walk in it. God bless you. Thank you for listening. I'm sure Gino's all excited to say something for the last three minutes, so I'm going to let him loose. Gino, if you got anything to say, it's yours. Thank you, Mike. I'm looking at the scripture in Titus, the Rob Reiners of the world here. Titus 1.9, holding fast the faithful word as he has, has been taught, that he may be able to, by sound doctrine, both to exhort and convince the gainsayers, the critics, like the Reiners of the world. Only he's worse than just a critic. He's just an antichrist devil. You know, why blast Christians that are getting involved politically when to be blunt about it? A whole lot more should get involved in their school boards, in their county boards, in the aldermanic boards. Because all over America, where you see wicked leaders, and let's say the big cities, mostly full of crime, full of anarchy, you see that where wicked leaders are ruling, the people not only are, as the Word of God says, in mourning, suffering, but there's a total breakdown of authority. There's total breakdown in respecting police or fire or, or those forces in that city that maintain order and the law. And so God says in the last days there will be perilous times come will come because men will be what blasphemers they will come against the truth of god's word they will come against the precepts of the bible and you know what when rob reiner takes his last breath and the devil's waiting for him and he's in hell forever really two things will happen one nobody will care what he said when he was living it will go into the uh, realm of history as the, the words of a buffoon. And then the second thing that will happen is he'll give his whole life, he'll pay the price for coming against the truth, God, Christ, the faith. Do I wish that on him? No. But that's the end result of people like John Lennon who said, imagine there's no heaven. Well, he got his way. He got to go to hell. And so you've got to be very careful when you stand up like Herod and start opening your mouth, and then an angel strikes him dead right there. So with that, I think Mike articulately pointed out the foolishness of this renderings, but 
we have to stand for the truth and be involved and not be apathetic. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are all.